Tiger, the documentary by HBO Sports on legendary golfer Tiger Woods. Yeah. Very interesting. First of all, he was a child phenomenon. I didn't really know that. I wasn't quite aware of that part of his story. I knew he was like arguably considered the greatest golfer of all time, arguably. You know, there's stats and then there's the financial and then the and then the uh social ramifications. So he's like arguably the greatest golfer of all time next to I believe Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholas, Jack Nicholson. I don't know too much about golf. But um you know, he's legendary golfer. But I didn't know that like he was a child phenomenon. There's like footage of him like swinging a club on like uh where was it? It was like you know, when he was like 2 years old. Oh no, no, when he was like 18 months. So what is that? Like a year and a half. He's like a year and a half years old. And, you know, a year and a half, two years old, he's on, like, late-night talk shows, swinging clubs, you know? Like, he was, he, was, he, he was kind of in the vein of that Michael Jackson thing where it's, like, famous from a child. I didn't know that. So it's like he was in this public eye since he was a year and a half years old. Tiger Woods. Then he rises to become one of the greatest golfers of all time. Very interesting. And um, got a couple notes here. Um, one thing that was very interesting, it, it, it focused very much on the relationship between him and his father. I believe Earl Woods, right? Earl Woods. It's a matter of perspective. It's a matter of the documentary. Um, the documentary was obviously, first and foremost, it was, while it did show some of the, like the fall from grace to the rot, to the resurgence in, um, in um, popularity, success, it was kind of biased, right? In a sense, because it's like, or maybe it wasn't. That's what's so hard to tell. That's what's so interesting, actually. Was it biased or was it, was it the nature of this incredible story? Because a lot of it focuses on the relationship between Tiger Woods and his father, Earl Woods. His father, Earl Woods, was a, was a, you know, he was like an army vet, serviceman, golf teacher, golf pro. And, you know, at a young age, he discovered that his son, Tiger Woods, was a golf phenomenon, you know, at the age of one year and a half. So then he starts to diligently training Tiger setting up the golf club, the tee, showing him how to swing, taking him out to the links, courses, playing fucking miniature golf, the whole kit and caboodle. 
But then they do these interviews with like Tiger's teachers. They do an interview with Tiger's kindergarten teacher. This is a woman who knew him like 40 years ago. And she seemed like a real nice old lady, right? <laughs> oh, yes, I, I knew Tiger. I knew Tiger. I knew Tiger, yeah. Oh, yeah, Tiger Woods, I knew him. Oh, the father? Earl Woods? What a son of a bitch. What a son of a bitch. Yeah, he was a son of a bitch, Earl Woods. Tiger would want to play different sports like soccer or basketball, but Earl wouldn't let him. He was, he was a son of a bitch. And that was like, that was like a theme that was like prevalent throughout the film. It's like all these outside characters trying to interfere between a father and son. A father golf pro trying to foster the talent, grow the talent of his prodigy son. Then all these like outside factors like, you know... Agents, marketing companies, girlfriends, friends, teachers, all these people trying to get a piece of Tiger. Because like he was famous from an early age and everybody was trying to get a piece of Tiger. And his father was just trying to keep him involved in golf and focused. And for that, he was a son of a bitch. It's like, how, 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 how close did you know this family? I don't even remember who the fuck my kindergarten teacher was. Like, how, how meaningful is the relationship between a kindergarten teacher and a student? You're like a glorified babysitter. It's like daycare. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? What the fuck is that relationship? Yet it was so entwined. She inserted herself in Tiger Woods' life so deeply that for that, Earl Woods was a son of a bitch. Hey, there's something awfully squooey going on around here. Uh, something awfully fishy, you know? Because that was the theme. Everybody was like trying to get at Tiger from an early age. Very strange. Very strange. And then, like, um, you know, the Pierre de Resistance, or one of the major um, suspects, in my mind, was Tiger Woods' caddy. Tiger Woods' caddy, Steve Williams, I believe. Steve Williams. Steve Williams was Tiger Woods' caddy from, like, Um, 1999 to 2011. Right around the time Tiger had some of those uh, extramarital problems. But, you know, this caddy, Steve Williams, in the documentary, he's like, you know, I was right there for Tiger. You know, I'm a New Zealander and Tiger Woods, I was his caddy for 13 years. So, you know, you know, Tiger, you know, he's having a little bit of a marital kerfuffle, you know, a little bit of media pressure. So then Tiger goes, you know, I'm going to take a little bit of a break. I go, all right, Tiger, no problem. But, um, you know, um, my mate, he's playing a tournament 
Next week, uh, do you mind if I caddy for him? Tiger said it was okay. Everything was okay. Then I get a phone call from uh, Tiger's agent saying that if I caddy for this other person, Tiger's going to fire me. And I'm like, Tiger, Tiger wouldn't fire me over that. So then I go and I caddy. I caddy the tournament. I get back. Turns out Tiger fired me. And I'm like, what the bloody hell? What's going on here, mate? I, I mean, I thought we were like... And that's another thing. What happened after that was like, he stopped talking to me. And it's like, mate, I was your caddy for 13 years, Tiger. I mean, Tiger was the best man at my at my wedding. Tiger was the best man at my wedding. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. But hey, I mean, you know, that's just the way it is. And I'm watching that, right? And I'm like, wow. So, little recap. Tiger Woods, I don't know, greatest golfer that ever lived. Um, billion dollar, million dollar, multi-million dollar deals with Nike, Buick. You know, top ranked golfer at the time. He gets into these marital problems. You know? Um... He's under all this media scrutiny, pressure, marriage is falling apart, business relations are potentially falling apart. That's a time in his life where he could use a friend, correct? So in the midst of this media and marital melee, Tiger Woods caddy, Steve Williams of 13 years, goes, Hey, by the way, mate, I know you're on the ropes and, you know, your life's falling apart. Do you mind if I go caddy for somebody else? Tiger's like, um, sure. Then he thinks about it. And he has his agent call Steve Williams, telling him, Do not go on with this gig. Don't go caddy for another person or else you're fired. And Steve Williams in the documentary, he's trying to shrug it off like, I mean, what, what's going on here? I mean, I thought it was no big deal. And da, da, da. Cut it out. All right, cut it out. I know nothing about golf. I know nothing about being a caddy. I, I, I Googled it. Caddies are basically like independent contractors. They go from gig to gig. If they build a relationship with a certain golfer, then they can work different tournaments and they get paid on a commission, they get bonuses. They're like an independent contractor, basically. That's basically what I know about caddying. That's, I don't know anything about it. But what I do know is about business sense and friendship. All right? So let me get this straight. He's trying to fluff it off as if it's no big deal. Tiger's agent called me and told me not it's no. So the highest paid athlete in the world, more or less, the greatest golfer of all time, his agent calls you, 
telling you, do not continue with that contract. If you go and take on this other contract, you are fired. And you slough it off as no big deal. He's Tiger Woods' agent. Tiger Woods is basically an account. The account of Tiger Woods. The multi-million, potentially billion dollar industry of Tiger Woods. The account manager of Tiger Woods calls you and tells you, don't fuck around or you're fired. You fuck around and you get fired, then you pretend like, what the hell? It's kind of a big deal. All right? It's kind of a big deal when Tiger Woods' agent calls you and says, cease and desist. It's kind of a big deal. Am I crazy here? Do you think some multi-million dollar sports athlete is going to fuck around by having his agent make phone calls and empty threats? And then furthermore, he goes, um, Tiger Woods was like the best man at my wedding. I don't know what happened. Blah, blah, blah. Cut the horse shit. Do you think Tiger Woods gave a fuck about being the best man at your wedding? Perhaps he did. Perhaps he does. He didn't. I don't know. But like at the time of his wedding, I did the math. If, if this Steve Williams was Tiger's caddy from 1999 to 2011, that means he met Tiger Woods. He met Tiger Woods or he started caddying for Tiger Woods at the age of 35. So you're telling me at the age of 35 when you started caddying for Tiger Woods, let's say you met him when you were 30. I don't know when they met. But even still, you don't have a brother, a childhood friend, a cousin, an uncle that could have been the best man for your wedding. Why your boss? Who the fuck asks their boss to be like the best man at their wedding? And also, there's some sort of insincerity about that, isn't there? I mean, there's a lot of best man duties that come with being the best man. Maybe he was looking for a generous wedding present. What better way to sucker yourself into a, you know, like you got a wealthy friend or relative and, oh, my multi-million dollar fifth cousin removed. Hello, my multi-million dollar fifth cousin removed on my grandfunkel's side. Do you want to be the best man of my wedding? Don't worry about bringing a gift. Could have been just a ploy to get, you know, a little kickback. And again, that's my opinion. That's my outlook. The guy read like a slime bag. He just, he read like a real scum bucket. I didn't trust him as far as I could throw him. And that's one of the weird things about, um, I guess, what I learned about this whole Tiger Woods story was, you know, even with his ex-wife. Um, I would just say in regards to her, it was a situation where poor old Tiger, you know, he's running around, multi-millionaire, famed athlete. I think he just saw a pretty face in the crowd. You know, he hollered at her. She dug it. I mean, of course, he's mega wealthy, you know, phenomenal shape. You know, he was working out very hard 
athlete, great shape, great body, you know. Got that kind of cartoonish, cablasian face, you know. <laughs> Tiger identifies as being clubasian, clubasian, Caucasian, black, Indi indigenous, Asian, cablasian. So, you know, he's got that cartoonish Cheshire grin, that big toothy grin, kind of like a comical caricature looking type of motherfucker, but he had a phenomenal body, you know, the perks were all in her favor, you know, so she marries Tiger, okay, no big fucking deal, but I think all it really was was just, you know, a pretty face meets a wealthy man, there was really no relationship. They had a few kids. He fell susceptible to the temptations of the flesh. They got divorced. I don't think there was really much there besides just she was a pretty face. He was a famous golfer. I don't think there was really much there. Then again, I don't know. I wasn't there. But that's just what's so interesting about this whole story. It's just like child prodigy. Busted his ass. Busted his ass to be the best golfer. Like, um, just really busted his hump. And then all these people clawing at him for a piece of the pie. And then the rise to stardom, then the fall from grace. When he has that extramarital affair, all of a sudden, and, you know, honestly, to a certain point, rightfully so, or maybe to a certain extent, definitely something to consider. I mean, he, 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 marketed, him, he marketed himself as a clean-cut family man, you know, always do the right thing, pillar of the community. Like, he marketed himself as a squeaky clean, squeaky clean person, yet he's running around fucking escorts and party girls. and So, I mean, he really only had himself to blame. For that, I would say. And hey, that's his business. I don't even care. But it's like, I could understand where it's like, well, from a business angle, it's like, you're in business with Nike, different charities he set up, different sponsors, Titleists, fucking Buick, whatever. You know, you portray yourself as a squeaky clean, wholesome, athlete, healthy living, yet you're fucking like any old fucking escort party girl that you come across not exactly a good look but then there was a situation where it's like the Georgia Masters or the Georgia Country Club where a big tournament was being played in the midst of all this scandal the manager, the owner, the CEO, the whatever, the head honcho of this golf club, this golf course, he gets up and he gives a speech about Tiger Woods before a tournament. Says something along the lines of, I don't even know what he said, just some loser looking for his little 15 minutes of fame, 15 seconds of fame. He, You know, he, Tiger Woods let down the community in a lascivious, 
love affair, sex scandal, and it's really against the values of this country club. And hopefully he can redeem himself and apologize. And what a low life, what a scumbag, what a loser. Da 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 da. Goes on, says all this horseshit about Tiger. Part of the documentary gets into that. They go, Was it a public whipping? It was a public whipping. Phil Mickelson. Uh, I don't know. Tony the Tiger. Uh, Arnold Palmer. Bob Hope. They would never have got lambasted like that if they got caught having an affair. They did it to Tiger because he's black. Or Cablasian or whatever the hell he calls himself, right? It was a public whipping. Now, 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 now. Again. That's media again trying to sensationalize and get involved with Tiger and spin things and, you know. I think what was the interesting story was the fact that, yeah, he was this mega wealthy, mega successful golfer that had all, had this squeaky clean image, this can do no wrong image, and he gets caught in this seedy base sex scandal. Nobody really, I mean, nobody really held it against him. The fans still stood by him. There was throngs of people chanting for him. And actually, Tiger went on to be quite productive in those following years after the sex scandal. He was actually quite productive, according to the documentary. I think it was just an instance of one person, that Georgia Masters person, trying to insert himself and, you know, try to step on Tiger and knock him down a peg because, I mean, he's a somebody and that guy was a nobody. So, of course, he's going to say something stupid and disrespectful. I mean, he has to insert himself into the story somehow, right? I mean, he had to get a little bit of attention of himself, right? He had to play the shining knight. I mean... He had an opportunity to make himself look better than the greatest golfer that ever lived. So, of course, he's going to take that opportunity. Unfortunately, there are people like that. You know, like pathetic. He couldn't beat him on the golf course, obviously. So, he had to beat him in, in media, in spin. Right? So, very interesting. And, um... You know, I guess the documentary was very inspiring. Definitely check it out. Tiger on HBO. Um, it was inspiring. He definitely worked hard. I mean, you see the level of abuse that he put his body through. You know, pay the cost to be the boss. Pay the cost to be the boss. You got to pay the cost to be the boss, man. Like, he put his body through hell. Several knee surgeries, back surgery, media pressure, you know, people on his ass, people on his chops. One media reporter, she's like, so, um, Tiger, you know, you had the back surgery, the knee surgery, the extramarital affairs, the this, the that. What do you think is going to be a factor moving forward in this tournament? Tiger, as, as cool as a cucumber, he goes, um, well, I think your first point, 
um, age. Yeah, Father Time is undefeated. Just the clear way in which he answered her stinging rebuke, as if it was any of her fucking business who he fucks, right? This stupid reporter. He goes, you know, he just, well, I think your first point, like that's, and he didn't even put any sting on it. He just kind of said it casually. He just, you know, like as if her comments meant nothing to him. So that's very interesting. It's very interesting. You know, and people call Tiger a bit, a bit of a goofy, corny, you know, cornball. I found him just to be very put together and focused, you know? You know, like like he's Caucasian after all, you know? He didn't quite have the swag of a black man. He doesn't quite have the mannerisms of a white guy. He's not particularly mathematical like an Asian. He don't know how to smoke a peace pipe like an Indian. He's Caucasian. He's like a mixture of all sorts of weirdness. So... He was a bit of an oddness about him, but like very put together and like, I didn't find him goofy or dorky by any means. I found him just very like down the line, like a straight drive. <laughs> you know, he just drive it down the line. You know, like I saw this one interview with uh, Larry King, rest in peace. Larry King does an interview with um, Tiger and he goes, so uh, Tiger, you know, what are your goals? You know, it's important to have goals. What are your goals? Tiger's like, to be the best. Larry's like, the best. Yeah, you want to be the best what? To be the best golfer or? Exactly, to be the best golfer. The best. And even there, I put a little bit of mustard. I put a little mustard on it. Like, Tiger had a way of talking that was very like zen must have been the Kablasian in him. The Buddha, Asian, Kablasian. Must have been the Kablasian in him. But he had a very, like, Zen way of, like, talking where it's, like, just not particularly, like, detached. <laughs> it's just, like, to be the best. Not, like, see how he did that little head snap? He, Tiger didn't do none of that. He'd just be, like, to be the best. That's right. Exactly. To be the best. Like, he was, like, a fucking humanoid. You know? Like an android. He was like a fucking calculator, you know? Anyway. Very interesting. It's a documentary, a two-part documentary about just hard work, success, fame, rising to the heights of heights, falling to the low of lows. Tiger on HBO. Definitely check it out. It's a definitely... Definitely an interesting watch if you're into sports, if you're into just um, success and what it takes to get there and hard work and just a story of human perseverance. Very interesting. Tiger on HBO. Check it out.